big data has gotten too big. Whether you're a B2B marketer or a consumer brand, your data needs to be viable, relevant, and accessible so that Starista can help you retain customers, acquire customers, and make it personal. Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Vin, the associate producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their take on the current challenges of the market. And we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, AJ and Vincent chat with Karina Ekbal, marketing director at Verint. She talks about how channels vary depending on clients and when they're ready to buy. But in-person events have been a winning success. AJ has his first fantasy football win, and Vincent wants to know where the real AJ is. Give it a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I am your host, Vincent Petrofessa, the Vice President of B2B Products and Partnerships at Starista. Maybe you already knew that, but if you're listening for the first time, I'm also the Interim General Manager. It's an inside joke here at Starista because AJ was quoted. We'll get to AJ in a second. That's, uh, you know him. He was quoted in a magazine, falsely quoted, as saying I was the interim general manager. And the joke is, the interim never gets to be the actual. So, but my title hasn't been stripped away from me. I am still the interim GM. Starista, let's talk about Starista for just a few seconds. That's the only time we talk about Starista. We are a marketing technology company. We own our own business-to-business data, business-to-consumer data. We help companies utilize that data to help them get new customers. New customers are great, aren't they? We own our own DSP called Adster, so we can help you with connected TV, OTT, display. Email me, vincent at starista.com. That is how confident I am that we can help. I just gave you my email address. And thank you for those emails, by the way. A lot of them are to tell us how great we're doing on the podcast. Some of them are generally interested in our services. Others have their own ideas for the podcast. But hey, we welcome them as well. And I welcome my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching us on YouTube, he is glistening. He's got a that background is extra shiny today. He looks like the sun is shining on him. The recently fantasy football, Mr. AJ Gupta. What's going on, AJ? Hey, Vincent. I think this was the first weekend I ever actually followed football. So, it, it. It, ever. And we, we, <laughs> we dragged him in. Those of you out there who do fantasy football for fun, we did here for at Starista, and we never were able to get our CEO involved, and he is. And the craziest thing, he texted me, and he had an interesting football fact. He's like, wow, that running back really had a day today. And I was like, who are you? Who took, <laughs> did someone steal AJ's phone? They did not. And he is into it. We have to make a big deal of when we play each other, AJ. That has to be a big, big event when we play each other. But how are you enjoying it so far? It's good. I got off to a uh, winning start. So I think uh, I'm, I'm trying to f- decide because I'm already ahead. Uh, but I still have my defense left to play Denver, but I was told maybe it's best to take the defense out entirely so I don't get any negative points. So I don't know. Oh, I don't know. You just have to see how much you're up by. I love this new lingo by you. This is, yeah. you know, 
it's either it's either you've done your research or you're a, like a method actor. You've played the part. The part. I think I called you uh, Daniel Day Gupta the other day. You're, uh, yeah, yeah. you're a method that's actor. The, you've given me many names, but that's the first. I love it. I love it. I just came up with it yesterday on the spot. Big fan of it. But uh, yeah, other the weekend was great. Uh, tell, tell us about it. Just watch football for the first time in 30 something years. Uh, yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, I was mostly watching the uh, U.S. Open. Uh, so we have a new champion, the youngest world number one, Carlos Alcaraz. Oh, wow. So it a, yeah, yeah. It's a good weekend. Uh, Saturday was dedicated to tennis. Sunday was dedicated to sleeping. So can't ask for more. I love it. I love it. We had soccer. My son, he's five, as some of the listeners know. Soccer started. My wife is one of the coaches, and it's just hilarious to see five-year-olds go after a soccer ball. It's it's very funny and uh, it's great. <laughs> but that was my uh, weekend. The New York Giants won opening weekend, so I was very happy. By the time this airs, we might be one in three. Who knows? But I'm happy now. I'm living it up, and I'm also happy, AJ, about this next guest. I love the guests we have on here, each of their individual unique stories. I really enjoy talking to this next guest before we feature her here. But ladies and gentlemen, please, a warm marketing stir welcome to Karina Ekbal. She's the marketing director at Verant. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on, Karina? Hey, how's it going? I'm so happy to be here. We're happy to have you here. And I commented on your background again. More people should watch us on YouTube. You get to see it. Majority of our listeners listen to us. Great. We love that. But look, you see Karina's amazing background. She's not in a sauna. She's not in, uh, she's in an interesting, beautiful wood background. I'm the only one who has a blurred background because I'm just at a random office building. That is my office. But yeah, it is great to see you, Karina. It's uh, and the Minnesota Vikings had a nice victory opening day. Again, let's see how we are. Yeah, you know, weeks. at the end of the month, I might be in the same boat as you. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but we're happy. We're happy now, and we're happy to have you on the podcast, Karina. For those of the people listening who haven't heard of Erin, please tell us about the organization. Tell us about some of your roles and responsibility as the marketing director. Sure. So, for those that don't know, Verin is a customer engagement technology company. And basically, we help brands drive better interactions, um, manage their workforce. You know, now we have humans and bots. You have to manage those, um, both of those areas. You have to harness data and really um, use that data to drive insights and action. And really, overall, it's about customer engagement and that customer experience. So you need to have that clarity to uh, um to have a best experience for your customers. Our, our expectations are through the roof right now for customers. I mean, they we expect things now. And, um, you know, so really for my role is, um, you know, we have AI technology here at Barrent and it powers our solutions. And if you look at our website, we have digital engagement. Again, those digital channels that everyone wants. Uh, we have experience management. Again, it's that customer experience that everyone's trying to achieve. We also have that data. <laughs> How do you manage that data and, and bring it all together and get it to people that need it? 
in workforce management as well. So how do you optimize your workforce? You, you know, you have this capacity and it's, it's not unlimited. So you've got to use what you've got. And so my area is data management and workforce management are the two areas that I focus on. And again, workforce engagement is really, you know, um, your employees, they want flexibility. They want to be able to optimize their schedule. They, um, some are, you know, really focused on the quality of those interactions and you, you can say certain things and you can't say certain things. So you want to make sure you're in compliance if you're in certain industries. Um, and then also I talked about, um, you know, engagement across channels. You've got the human interaction and the bots. You can't have a chat bot operating on its own. And then you've got the worker that's saying, well, I don't really know what's going on in that bot and what those interactions were. So you've got to join those together. And it all comes back down to the data. So engagement data management is another area. And, you know, a lot of people have data silos and we're trying to break those down, get the data to those that need it. So you can, you know, really understand those interactions and um, make the most of it and get that best customer experience. Uh, no, I, I love hearing that. Thank you for breaking that down for, for myself and, and uh, the listeners there. Karina, talk to us about, again, a little bit about some of the day-to-day, -day, like your marketing uh, there, but also how you got into marketing. Sure. So your, 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 some roles, responsibilities, like you said, if you add to that. And then also, we love this question because it's always a unique perspective, like how you got into marketing. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I've done another um, podcast where I really explained my full journey. And, and so for many people, um, you know, you start out one way in high school and you don't really know what you want to be, but you're good at something. And so for me, it was um, I went in to be an executive assistant and I was really good at planning things out and managing schedules and uh, really making sure others shined. And so that's what I did. I, I took a two year program, got that education. I uh, worked for a very large uh, medical device company where I worked in international marketing and and helped my leadership shine, really, you know, make sure they're all on track and they have everything they need to to function and, and to be effective. Uh, so I started out as that. And how I got into marketing was uh, we have a marketing communications team there. Um, I loved it. I was very intrigued by it, very curious about how did you guys get, do these things? How do you um, how do you work and all of the different facets of their their job? And so one of the individuals, uh, she was actually doing some product design and, and collateral and different things. And I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really interested. You know, could I shadow you? Could I, you know, really learn what you do day to day? And she's, oh, for sure. So she became my mentor and we're really great friends today. And she um, helped me be involved in meetings and discussions and interactions with others so I could really see how she got things done. And that that just got me excited. I was really excited to, to learn about marketing. And so um, really at that company, I said, well, how do I how do I get into marketing here? <laughs> and they said, well, you need to understand fundamentals of marketing. And so probably best to, to go back to school and, and learn about the, the theory, the foundations of marketing. Uh, so I worked full time, stayed there, and then did night classes um, until I earned my degree. And so, um, yeah, then I kind of went back to them and said, "Hey, uh, I've got the I've got the knowledge now." And they said, "Well, you kind of need you know more experience." <laughs> uh, and so, really, that really um, made me make a choice. You know, do you stay comfortable um, or do you jump out and say, "Hey, I've got this new knowledge." let's put it into practice. So I, uh, I decided to move on and uh, I took a step back, really took an internship 
um, making a lot less pay. <laughs> but I think that's what you've got to do is you've got to you got to take that leap and say, if you really want to go for something, you got to take a step back, learn, learn the ropes um, and then start your journey there. So that's how I got into marketing. What a wonderful story. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your uh, current marketing efforts. You know, what are the channels and strategies that are working and what's not working? Yeah, so I think this is hard for many marketers to know what's working or not. Um, I've, I've always been asked, like, what's the silver bullet, Karina? What really makes it or breaks it? You know, what really um, drives that sales opportunity? And as we know, it's multiple channels, it's multiple interactions. And what makes one person say, yes, I'm ready to buy is different from another. So you have to try all of these different channels. And for us, you know, I think what's working though is, is events and webinars. Many that are, are committed to trying to figure out, um, you know, should we have Verant as part of our evaluation um, are coming to these events and webinars to, to really learn more. Um, and especially in-person events, I think that is really, um, People have really said, hey, I'm coming to this event, I'm making this investment, and I'm, I, have a, I have a mission, I have a strategy of who I want to meet and talk to, to learn all I can and say, these are my three vendors or five vendors that I need to get as much information as possible. So we're finding our interactions at these events um, much better than in the past. I think we had a, a, a quantity before of, of interactions, and now we have these quality interactions. Um, Again, very, very focused on, on what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, for example, if they, hey, I want to I wanna bring more digital channels to my business, but I want to combine my workforce and digital together. How do I do that? They're asking these very specific questions of what they're trying to solve. Um, so events are, are doing very well for us. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's, uh, but definitely during the pandemic, we all missed the events. So. Yeah. And, and how do you describe your ideal customer? Yeah, so 85% of our customers are Fortune 100. They rely on, on Verant. They're, you know, U.S. and international businesses. And primarily, um, industries are financial services, healthcare, telecommunications, public sector, and more. And uh, talk to us, Karina. You mentioned, you said something about, uh, you know, AI there. Yeah, how is Verant using AI to build, you know, successful customer interactions? Yeah, well, so as a technology, um, as you have AI, it learns and, and works with you. And really, it helps our solutions. Um, as I mentioned, those four solutions uh, categories in the beginning. And so it really helps our, our um, interactions. So it um, drives um, intelligence, insights, and, and automates those experiences. And you know, we, we chatted before. Let's stay on some of the events there, because that was something that uh, and I love hearing that, as, as AJ mentioned, you don't really hear a lot of people uh, saying, oh, uh, you know, events are, are back, which I think they are. We were just mm -hmm. at some events. We were doing some smaller events. What, what are, are you going to different conferences? What are some, are you having smaller events locally? What's kind of some of the secrets there? Yeah, so we, you know, we focus on, you know, the contact center events, we have um, back office individuals within those businesses. Um, so, you know, we really are very strategic about which events we go to, and we really like the events that um, kind of match us and, and, you know, to really focus on those that really want to talk to us. Uh, so we've had success with that. Um, we've got, you know, again, within our different solutions, if you're focused on quality, we look for those types of events. 
Um, but again, we, you know, large and small, you know, we're kind of going through, you know, lots of different event sizes. And uh, I also wanted to just get an overview of like some of the, you've been there, you've been uh, in marketing. What are some of the changes that you've implemented at Barrett that you're most proud of? Yeah, you know, for me, I'm very focused on data and intent and very targeted in my approach. I, I don't believe in the spray and pray of marketing. Uh, I think that's okay if you're trying to get a brand message out there or it's high level thought leadership. I think that's fine. Um, but for my solution categories, we really want to make sure um, people are interested, you know, and, and focus on those individuals versus those that aren't quite ready. So obviously you need to educate and um, generate that interest, um, but I'm, I'm very focused on intent and account-based marketing. And for me, I'm, I'm really proud of that, that, you know, we're using that data, that intent information. We're being much more targeted in our approach with our, I would say, our one-to-few campaigns. Um, and, and yeah, so it's just being much more strategic in our, in our marketing approach. And Karina, do you have uh, marketing goals that you have set for yourself for the year? And what are some of the objectives and tactics you're using to measure them? Well, lots of lots of KPIs that we need to meet. And again, I mentioned we have like a multi-channel approach. Um, you know, really one of our key indicators, you know, KPIs is MQLs. You know, those really tell us um, who's really interested. And then we try to broaden that to say, okay, this is this is a contact. We have a lead here. You know, let's really understand: is this account ready to move on and have a have a discussion? So we have really um, insightful conversations, and and make sure it's those quality conversations that we're having, and then move them on. Um, so yes, we look at all sorts of different data across our marketing organization. Obviously, you have impressions and intent, and um, you know all of these different KPIs that we're trying to meet. Um, but I think a key indicator is those MQLs. So I would say MQLs aren't dead; they are definitely an indicator. Um, but with account-based mar marketing, you're, you're really looking at you know for different folks in our organization. You know, am I seeing more engagement from these accounts? Um, is our website traffic going up? Uh, so those are just a few areas, but ultimately for every organization, it should be, are we getting those sales opportunities and converting to revenue? And, and a more kind of personal level, you know, what gets you feeling inspired and motivated every day? Oh, so I really value, you know, variety in my work. So it just inspires me to have a lot of different things that I can do. And it, you know, it really motivates me to see that we're making progress in, in our goals and working towards that goal. So if I see those sales opportunity numbers go up, I get very excited and motivated to, to keep doing things and trying to optimize uh, my programs. Um, so I think those are a couple of areas that I just get excited about and, and motivated to move forward. Karina, you, you talked about uh, account-based marketing. ABM comes up uh, every once in a while on the podcast, depending on the, the guest and the company. Yeah. You also said one to, one to few, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, are there any things, because I know it is in the past, Tarista, we've tried some out-of-the-box methods of just reaching a few different customers. I think one time it was, uh, you know, here's a drone, uh, a, a drone, and then, if you want, and, and take a meeting with us and we'll have the, uh, the remote uh, to that drone or the controller, if you will. But uh, have you done anything like that? Is there anything you can share, uh, you know, but uh, parts of the ABM strategy? Because ABM is one of those 
strategies and those those questions that come up to us that we get asked a lot about on the marketing mm-hmm. stair. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I would say, you know, with account-based marketing, it's, it's a team effort. It needs to be across many different groups within the organization. And marketing certainly can push things along and drive that conversation, but really you need sales and customer success and um, others involved to make sure we're all, you know, trying to impact these accounts. And I, I think for me, it's it's about those memorable moments or those, those touch points. Uh, we have done some mailings where we've sent out um, some music playlists, and I think that can get some impact. Um, we're at an event where we're doing a prize drawing. Again, that's not anything new, but you know, if you can try some different ways to interact with that audience and and drive them to your booth and um, you know get them there, um, you know, if you can make that memorable moment where people are, get excited and um, they'll remember you and and you know, pay attention and want to learn more. So I think that's that's really what account based marketing is is trying to to get that um, exposure and get people uh, engaged with your brand and and want to learn more. So um, there's a couple examples. No, no, I appreciate it. And I know I keep going back to conferences because it's such, it's a, people are going back and they want to know when they, they can go back and conferences have been reaching out to us. And so uh, talk to us about the Verant Engage conference. How is that? Is that coming up? Has it already happened? What are the plans for, for the future as well? Yeah, so we had our Engage customer conference this past June in Orlando. It was very well attended. We had 1,100 customers, partners, analysts, and media there, as well as employees. Um, It's over three to four days, um, depending on if you you decide to do some more educational uh, components of it, lab work and such. Um, But we have keynote sessions, um, and then we have our expert sessions where there's like 75 sessions that you you can attend. And it's really, again, it's from our experts, uh, but our keynote sessions is our executives um, presenting each day. Um, and many of these sessions we have available on Varent.com and our resource tab. So if anybody's interested, check that out. Um, but really for us, it's really trying to help our attendees um, get the answers to some of their key areas that they're trying to solve. And so we have a special area uh, throughout the conference that they can go to and, and see the solutions in action, really ask questions. Um, and also we want their feedback. We want to understand what do they like about our solutions? What don't they like? Or what do they like to see improve and really impact our roadmap for the future? What is something exciting for the company that uh, some news that might be coming up that you'd be able to share with us? Oh, well, I mean, I think within our customer conference, that's exciting. I mean, every every June we, we have this and, you know, we've announced that we've got this one coming up again. It's the week of June 12th and we're going to be in Vegas. We're going to be at the oh, Bellagio. Nice. So I'm excited about that. You know, who doesn't want to go to Vegas in June? <laughs> <laughs> we have to go out to that one, AJ. We might, we always think, uh, you know, we always uh, around Vegas conference, but that might be it, June. There you go, yeah, mid-June, we'll, we'll be there. Winston and I have this uh, guys trip we do once a year in uh, Vegas, so like, we, we might just crash your party. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, well, it's an industry conference, so it's not just for customers. We definitely invite prospects to come too, and uh, so we welcome everybody um, to check it out. We'll have um, information coming out very soon on how to register and, and get involved. 
Vincent, I'm taking that as an invite. So that's, a, that, that's an invite. We'll be there. We're taking the marketing stir on the road, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's what we get asked that the most. When are we going to a conference to do it? I love it. We'll, we'll be outside and we'll just start interviewing people. Anyway, sorry, go. Go. <laughs> go ahead, AJ. Uh, so Karina, can you give us, uh, a lot of our listeners are young folks or young professionals in marketing, any advice you'd like to offer in terms of what uh, uh, skill sets they should work on or anything in general about getting into marketing? Mm, well, this is something I'm passionate about. I really enjoy mentoring uh, the, the next generation that's coming into marketing and really welcome you know, students or others that are thinking about going into marketing. I've had many people reach out to me on LinkedIn and ask me questions, and I, I get excited about that. Um, you know, for me, I was a traditional marketer, you know, many, many uh, of us you know, grew up that way. And then we went all digital. So I think what, what's great about marketing is now we've got this social explosion happening where everybody's um, going on TikTok and, you know, we always have, always have new channels and different things we can get into. So I think for the, the next generation in marketing, uh, or if you're just starting out in your career is, is be curious, be willing to learn. Um, your, your degree isn't the end. Uh, learning is constant in marketing. And that's, what's so exciting about it too, is, is you constantly get um, pushed to learn something new or to try something new. You never know what your audience is going to be receptive to. And again, many of us, um, you don't want to be boring in B2B. We want to be exciting. We want to have, um, some great, um, opportunities to delight and provide a positive experience. We want to entertain, you know, there's lots of different ways we can engage with these customers and, and it doesn't have to be just plain old, you know, B2B marketing, you know, same product information all the time. And so, um, I think again, it's just be curious, be willing to learn, um, willing to take, uh, action and, and jump out of your comfort zone. I think there's a, a few areas to, to give um, advice to the next generation. I, I love it. Is it me being in B2B? I, yes, B2B is fun. I know yeah. people think B2C have all the fun and yeah, you know, but B2B it's personalized. You're, you're dealing with people, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you for echoing what I've been saying on this podcast for years now, Karita. So one of the questions, it's a signature question. It's the question, AJ, you know, this now that we go to conferences or people ask us, they're like, I, love this question. It is the LinkedIn question, the signature question of the marketing stir, Karina, your title, marketing director, people must reach out to you all the time. What is a LinkedIn message that gets Karina's attention? And what is one that you just hate oh. and you will not respond to? It's the LinkedIn question. Yes. So I'm from Minnesota. And so I will just let you know that um, I had a business development rep reach out to me. And this is one example that I did respond. And I think it's, you know, you have to take that extra step. You have to research, you have to personalize and try to build that connection. And so this BDR reached out to me and just connected like normal, like we're in the same industry, love to connect. Did that did not come back the next day or the next few minutes to say, hey, I sell blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, buy from me. Here's what's great about my company. What he did is uh, he built a, a relationship with me. And um, eventually he said, hey, I, I hear you're from Minnesota. Um, you're probably big into hockey and uh, mm -hmm. this and that. And so he really researched 
um, things that I've posted or, um, you know, things about Minnesota. <laughs> and yeah. he actually had a little wager for me, which was really fun. You're like, hey, if so-and-so beats, uh, I think it was a college, our college teams or something. Hey, if, um, you know, if our team beats your team, you know, would you take a, a, a call from me? You know, so it was, it was a fun way to uh, connect with me. And um, so I think that that one did it. I said, yeah, I'll definitely talk to you. I don't, I'm not interested in the wager, but because <laughs> as Minnesotans, you know, we have low expectations of our sports team. <laughs> so I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not into the wager because, you know, I'm not that confident that we're going to win, but I do like your approach and I will, I will talk to you and, and learn a little bit um, more. Um, I wasn't in the market to buy and, um, but, you know, we had a great conversation and uh, so that's one that did work for me. Um, the ones I hate, I've already alluded to, don't just ask me to connect and then try to sell me about your company. Um, you have no idea if I'm in the market or why I would even be interested. Um, so try to build that relationship first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I had, the ones that fool me a lot are the ones where I have like 20 connections with, and you're like, oh, okay, this person is, is we're just looking to connect. And then it's like, pop, pop. as soon as I accept, it's like, boom, 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 three messages. And it's like, I'm not trying to sell you anything. And I'm like, what? It, it's, it's, what are you doing? Yeah, get, get to, I, I wish more people would be more personalized with me. I would be, you know, open to it and receptive, but yeah, that seems to be the message. And you know what's funny? A lot of managers of BDRs or, or VPs of sales or marketing, they tell us like this, you know, it's a good thing, I guess, this helps their SDRs or BDRs do better at approaching people. We get that feedback, Karina, from listening to the podcast. People tell us, they're like, oh, I then trained my BDRs to listen to the podcast and go after, you know, like to, to reach out to people in a more respectable way. So I love that answer. Yes, uh, yeah. So you're taking, you know, maybe they listen to a podcast and they want to reach out to one of your guests. You know, that's a great way to learn about that individual that you interviewed. And yeah, um, so yeah, great advice. Yep. The other advice I have for people out there is we get reached out for people to be on our podcast. If you are a PR agency, here's a great way to get on the podcast for which we actually rarely uh, accept. We like to go after our own guests here, but why don't you say you listen to the podcast or you love the podcast instead of just going into your guest? There's some advice there. Uh, but anyway, Karina, personal side, you and I talked earlier and I, and I uh, so I know a little bit about you, but our, our guests, hobbies, what do you like to do for fun? What do you like? Minnesota lakes, right? The outdoors, uh, you know, talk to me about some of your hobbies, what you like to do there. Yes. Yep. Yep. I'm from Minnesota. So definitely we have the 10,000 plus lakes and mm -hmm. to like to get out there, whether it's uh, summer or winter, you know, you got to embrace the winter here if you're going to live here. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, you know, in the summertime, we definitely get out and love to go camping, hiking, biking. I'm, I'm a big outdoors person. Um, and just like to, you know, enjoy the summers because they're short lived here, um, but also enjoy the winters as well. Um, we, we have some snowmobiles, so I get out there. I'm, I'm nice. not, not big into it, but I will ride one. Um, I'm not as aggressive as others that I know in my family, but um, I do get out there and uh, enjoy a nice snowmobile ride. And, uh, but yeah, just get outside, you know, skiing, you know, downhill skiing. I've, I've done some water skiing as well. 
yeah, it's just overall outdoors is is my thing. That's awesome. And you are born and raised in Minnesota? Born and raised. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we have uh, we have a, a fellow employee, uh, Aaron Grote, oversees our digital. He's out in Minnesota as well. Yeah, he uh, and his background looks similar. He does like a similar background, but he, he looks like he's actually in a log cabin when when we uh, talked to him everyone asked him if it's a real background he's like yeah no it's just my basement it's uh you know where i live but anyway uh karina before we depart some closing thoughts just anything that you want to share uh you know some final thoughts with our listeners sure well as i mentioned earlier i enjoy mentoring um people that are just starting out in marketing i love connecting with other marketers so feel free to um connect with me on linkedin if you're trying to sell me something, take some advice that I've mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then obviously, you know, as far as Verit is concerned, you know, Engage is coming up next year in June. And so definitely once we have the information posted on that, we've got that um, industry conference and it's mid-June, um, usually June 12th that week. And we're in Vegas at the Bellagio. So I'm excited to go there and, and meet um, customers and prospects for this industry conference. I love it. Maybe we will meet in person for the first time out there. Uh, check out Verint, ladies and gentlemen, V-E-R-I-N-T dot com. That's Karina Ekval, the marketing director for Verint. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. That's Mr. A.J. Gupta, fantasy football king. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to The Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.